0: And hi there, everyone, from the studios of 3CR here in Melbourne in a very brisk Melbourne morning with shifting wind pressures going on. But you're here in our studios of the only radio station, Left. And it's time for Left After Breakfast. I I like that word, Left. Susanna Duffy here with you this morning. And, of course, our resident historian, my co-host and co-health Glenn,
1: good morning, Glenn. is oh, g'day, Susanna. And of course, g'day, listener. Here we are on a Friday morning, once again, bright eyed and bushy tailed on a very spring morning. Um, it was oh, 20... it's Sunday, Arvo. Well, it was 20 degrees at half past five this morning. Mm. 20 degrees, That's fine forecast nine. I find it was a web... the wind was frustrating. Goodness me.
0: No, it just, it's because it's changing. Mm. And every joint I have, listener, is, is saying to me, excuse me. Do, do you know I'm here? <laughs> do, and do you? Isn't that strange? Well, I I tell you what, look, I know where my elbows and my knees and my hips are and, strangely mm. enough, my ankles.
1: What Weird, egg, isn't it?
0: Mean. Well, I believe it comes with wear and tear due to living a few years on the planet, <laughs> I think.
1: A, I mean, well, surveys over the years. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, look, uh, I think I mentioned a few times on the show over the last few years that to my recollection, since World War Two. The American military forces, which were the world's most powerful, most resourced, most funded, the have most only powerful, won one war. I'm so, sorry, could you I, repeat that? I think I've mentioned a few times on your show in that in the 71 years since World War II finished, the American military have only won one war. wasn't Korea. They've wasn't, won the one. It wasn't Vietnam. One, one. It hasn't been the invasion of Iraq, and the massive left. The only war I can recall winning was. um. Granada, oh and
0: it's it's a little tiny little bloody place. <laughs> that's right
1: that's right and it's on the Panama Canal or something yeah it's just off there look it's it's um they invaded Grenada. It's 33 years ago on it's Tuesday. 33 years ago october 25 1983
0: invaded, invaded Granada and they won that well, Oh, yeah
1: they did I mean they they were they didn't know they had a joint because in 75 had uh, they had to flee Vietnam and we saw in the early 80s, Reagan decided to um, send trips across to Lebanon, to, you know, to counter the threat in the Middle East and stuff. And um, there was a bomb, oh, a truck bomb, which killed 260 Americans, American Marines. Where was this? In Lebanon. It was in late 82. And, um, I mean, on, we've lost the Vietnam War. They've <laughs> been killed on masse in Lebanon. Walk with restore restored pride in the eyes of the world. How can the how can uncle Sam wave the big stick again?
0: That was it. They that's it a pretext. terrible, bloody, truck up bit there at war in someone else's country.
1: Well, look, we had and a that's h- what
0: happens to soldiers, isn't it? They they get killed.
1: Well, soldiers always fight someone else's war. You know, some, some conscripts, um, as conscripts, others are volunteers, but it's not their own wars. You know, it's uh, what's who was it? I can't, was it Brecht or someone who said, um, "War is a soldier." At each end of a bayonet. Yeah. A I, someone said it. But anyway, in uh, in right, the Americans, the Vietnam War lost. A big bomb blast level Lebanon 82. How do we redeem ourselves? How do we show the world we are the strongest planet on the nation?
0: Do you think this is uh, the, the the mental? Oh, absolutely. The mental, well, the idea behind It's the motivation. The mindset. The mindset. Thank you. I was looking for that word, the mindset, an American term. There was a mindset of it that... Uh, we've got we've got to show the world that we're tough. Yeah, really. That's pretty much you know a nine year old at maximum nine year old thinking.
1: Well, Ronald Reagan wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer.
0: Poor old man, he was sick. He should not have. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was him. whoever it was who was running the country, it wasn't him.
1: Well, uh, well, Nancy has a lot to answer for. Anyway. Well,
0: yes, and I tell you what, I've often said that about Nancy Reagan. People said, to me, oh, what a nice woman she stood." Oh, goodness, I said, if, "Just say no." If, if that were me. If I'm a Nancy Reagan and that were my husband, I'd say, that's it, enough. Get him out! Come home now, Ronnie. Come home and sit down in the chair and dribble away and whatever you want to do <laughs> in that course. chair. But they're not going to use you anymore. I would not they allow for my two terms. sick, twist my poor, sick, demented. sad, demented husband to be to be
1: used like that. He had two terms behind the the button at the White House behind the button. Oh, it's but anyway, when
0: you think of it, it's what it means behind the button. So we'd, we'd the button. send
1: the American military humiliated. But I had to find. A target. And just just uh, below Florida, heading towards Cuba, across uh, near Panama Canal, was an island called Granada. And in 1979, a leftist but, government came to power. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm just trying to get it in in my head, some kind of map in my head.
1: It's at the high level, that maybe Puerto biggest,
0: Rico somewhere?
1: Yeah, across from there. But it's, yeah, look, I, to my knowledge, Granada is maybe as big as King Island or Flinders Island. Anyway. Oh, 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 as big as that. I think so. Bigger than Philip Island, but um, yeah. anyway, in 1979, uh, a leftist government came to power with ah. Morris Bishop. And in 83, there was a, a, a coup inside the, the party, a really, new dual party, over have called. And Maurice Bishop was replaced by a man called uh Bernard Cord, and uh, he took control of the government. And This led to a bit of a there's clashes in Granada, there's protests, consists, and there's violence in the streets, and mm. protests like we have, well, yeah. like here, for example, what like we see on TV in America.
0: Oh, the, oh, no, they have violent things where people shoot guns and <laughs> get mowed down and do they bring in... Oh, no, no, not like that. I meant
1: like here, you mean? Yeah, well, demos. People you know, wave placards. And like down, a demo. Down the government Take of the day. down their names. Shame, Fraser, shame. Yeah. The, get Ra- out the of The Razor there, Gang, you know. And it, there was demos against this new government, Mr. Cord. And uh, it's interesting, though, at the time, there's about 500 Americans working in Grenada. A lot more involved in the medical school in Granada, trained doctors and healthcare workers. Anyway, the Americans felt, hang on, we've got some threats here. We've got to put our foot down. We will crush these Marxist hordes oh. in Granada. So Ronald Reagan... I shouldn't laugh. This is terrible. <laughs> it's true. On October 25, 1983, Ronald Reagan's US Army ordered 2,000 troops on the island. And the Grenadians, of course, they defended themselves. <laughs> they we're being invaded. They shot back. They the into all the high-power high weapons, all the new technology. And in a few days, they, um, the U.S. overran the defenders. But it's interesting that the U.S., sure, they had the technology and the men and the weapons, but they, um, they didn't have maps of the island. They had no maps, apart from tourist maps. So they weren't sure where things were. So they were just wiping people out left, right and centre because they didn't know who to wipe out. No satellites? No. Well, it must have been redeveloped in at least 3 Obviously, they existed, but it might have been a high-tech van here. So
0: they didn't have Google Maps to look up on on, on their phone? No. Oh, well, I'm just being bloody facetious and stupid. That was a foolish thing to Mm. say. I apologise. They had no maps of Grenada. They were sent to invade this island. 2,000 troops armed with, God knows, <laughs> Adler rifles, yeah. armed with all this stuff. Yeah. And they did, and tourist maps. And they, had, they only had the tourist maps, Correct. you know, to show you where Joe's
1: Bar was. Yeah, yeah where to buy your tacos or you get your, your sabitas, you know. But anyway, 2,000 trips invaded Granada on October 25, 1983. By the end of the week, there were 6,000. 6,000 American trips on the island. 6,000 of them, but they've yep. won by now. Well, they had to sort the place out. They had to really insert themselves, you know. And the government collapsed, and the US government was put in place. Strangely
0: enough, the government collapsed.
1: <laughs> These things happen. When Ronald Reagan claimed it was a great victory, he said it was the first rollback of communism since the start of the Cold War. He said it was the first rollback of communism since the Cold War had commenced. Poor man. <laughs> he was a poor man. But he had the power... And he, he the- had his finger on the bloody button. He did. And that's a sad fact. So this is the only American win in a military conflict, to my knowledge, since 1945. The invasion of Granada, 6,000 heavily armed U.S. troops with old maps, invaded an island about as big as King Island to stop communism. Ah. And they succeeded. Well, it'd be pretty strange if they didn't succeed. they succeeded? I
0: remember um, that just made me think I, I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny. This is a dreadful thing that happened. Yeah. Um, but I... I just sort of remember Bob Newhart, the name rings a bell. talking, an American funny man, really. Rings a bell. But his um, his forte, what he did was he, his act was he'd be talking on the phone to someone on the other uh, other end, yeah. and that was so. Actually, how phones work? It was like a monologue, and he'd be on the phone talking, and you didn't know who he was talking to for a minute or so until yeah. you woke up. But he was. Uh, uh, this big general in World War Two, and he's telling his troops that they're going to go into France and free them from um, the fascist hordes. And he said, you might see your maps are old, but don't worry about it. The, you know, the hills are still the same. Now, look in, now, Lord. look, now, 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 now just unroll your map, see that there, buddy? Yeah, right, good. Where it says Gaul, that's where you're going and you've got to turn, left. you know, I just, old maps. Well, you gave me a blank look
1: then. Well, I had Gauls all of France. France is Gaul, and Germany as well. Was Deutschland? I don't most of was Germany. Gaul. Was, yes, it was oh, Saxony.
0: No, it was Gaul. There was no Ish- when mm. when the map was marked when the ancient Romans yeah. had the map called Gaul. Most of Gaul was in Germany. Um Uh, The Tutenberg Forest fiasco, when the Romans were thrashed, not to within an inch of their life, but massacred every last legionary down, that was in Gaul. It wasn't in Germania, it was in Gaul. Arthur was Saxony. But they didn't have a Saxony. Okay. Not according to the Romans, it was Gaul. But okay. I'm saying, when you think of old maps, i just wonder. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm going, God, of course, because uh, I, I well, thought it was American funny. maps? Bob Newhart. I hope you remember Bob Newhart. Remember, I remember him talking on the phone once um, to Crazy Wall, who was in the new From world. Walmart. Crazy Wall, who was in the new world yeah. and, had, and had this invention called Tobacco. And you put it in a bit of paper, and you roll it up, and you put it in your mouth, and you set fire to it. He also had this crazy idea mm. called turkeys. Crazy wall.
1: Crazy wall. Well,
0: look, I'm sure I can dig out. Perhaps if I have a look on YouTube, though, he was there might be something. of Bob Newhart did he
1: found Walmart.
0: I don't know, but I get a lot of letters, uh, lots of emails yeah. from them with sending me Walmart. They're just pity I'm in the wrong country. They're
1: the biggest employer in the USA. They, um, and they're all
0: on food stamps, aren't that's they? That's right.
1: There was, um, there was some, I was reading recently, there was a recent court hearing, some American legal system, industrial system, where they decided Walmart had to pay the minimum wage to the employees. And the deal was yes, if we, we'll train your staff to a certain level, and when you're a level, you get minimum wage. And maybe 5% of the workforce have being trained because the uh, company can't find the papers to train them with and they can't find trainers and they can't find the resources. So most staff don't get the minimum wage. And it's the Koch brothers, isn't it? K-O-C-H. Are they the owners of Walmart, the big American? I don't know. I think they might be on the big financiers of extreme right, like the Tea Party tops. Anyway, to digress from America. The biggest, did you say they're
0: the largest employer?
1: Walmart is the largest employer in America. I mean, you know, just, it's interesting reading like a... I rely on David Harvey, the British economist. And um, as he's saying, in the, the period after World War II, if you're working class in America, and you could aspire to jobs in Ford or General Motors, you know, as a metal worker or a yeah. fitter, these are jobs that have a bit of skill, a bit of prestige. Nowadays, those jobs are gone. You work at Walmart as a checkout chick or as a floor walker or as a, as a cleaner. That's this, the modern role of the working class in America. And this is
0: why you have all those people. Hmm. That someone referred to as the deplorables, yep. running around behind that um, that man. I don't like to say his name, but you know who I Cruise. mean. Cruz T. Oh,
1: well, leave him. Yeah, on, you know.
0: but I mean, that's why you have all those people yelling for him, saying we want him, we want him.
1: Well, uh, look, I, I, don't, I can't make sense of Trump. I've got mixed views on Trump, um, but I, I, the alarm bells rang loudly yesterday when he's um. When he wasn't prepared to say he would accept the results of the election.
0: He said – no, I looked at the the transcript and he said he would accept the results of the election if he won.
1: Hmm. So what he's saying is basically if I don't win, well, it's life, but um, I'll incite my followers – to take a appropriate action, and even yesterday, I was watching um CNN at home. What to take up arms, is he mean? I well, wonder what he means. Well, well, I watched the debate yesterday, and the, the key point was they both agreed on the second amendment. That's a that's the key for America's understanding of civilization, I think. But um, I watched the lady on um CNN afterwards, and she I heard her say there's footage out of it Democrats are busting voters into voting stations and voting with dead people's names, and this one was emphatic. She was quite clear there's evidence Democrats are voting people in bring people in buses to vote for dead people. So am um, you're creating this there's this real swirling massive thing in America. And like, Clinton's not a better than, and Trump, you know, God, it, it pays an apology. He's a vile person, but she's in criminal too. So you got a very. She's
0: been like that. She has the same record as every other person who's been in high power in USA. Mm. He has no record at all except except of um oh, except of making lots of money and losing it.
1: He had lots of oh he, yeah, absolutely and employing staff and below. Minimum wage. And then sucking them all. Well, he, he brings in that, what they call... He said yesterday he kept using attempt to be undocumented. He employed undocumented and paid them as little as he could to build Trump House.
0: Um, black people to live in his... These- that's right. Houses, but then, but, but then he lost his housing estate. He keeps going broke. That's yeah. his... No, I mean this man has nothing to do. He's nothing.
1: Oh, he, to... he's a dangerous populist if we're, not, if we're not careful. Well,
0: and he is a threat to the whole world. He,
1: I, I can oversee him in two ways. Part of me says he's it's a foul mouth centrist. Another part of me says he's a dangerous populist.
0: Yes, and he's a threat to the whole world. Well,
1: that's well, that leads to that equation, yes. Because they're going, but look, you know, when, <laughs> if he wins, Australia will fall in line. Well, it's a reality. Americans, voting's not compulsory. you got two really unpopular candidates. And what's also scary, there's a, a We're big... we told they're unpopular. Oh, I don't think we will have a huge voting turnout. Look, you'll get, the look, Clinton will get the votes of the Hispanic and Afro-American communities. but There's also a lot of votes apparently towards, towards Gary Johnson, the libertarian. He's another rubbing nutter.
0: Yes, but these people won't,
1: won't get anywhere. Well, they were saying in the last US election, there was like 2% vote for the third parties. Now it's like a 10% vote. It's just, look, Clinton should win. But again, Brexit was not going to be expected, was it? So things happen. Things look at the campaign in... of Brexit.
0: Oh, well, look, we look. It's funny when you look at that campaign. Mm. Actually, I, I find it, mm. well, if it weren't such a dreadful bloody thing, I'd mm. find it amusing. The, the Brexit campaign, I love the picture, those buses they had running around saying we spend, you know, what, $740 million on, um, on immigrants. Wouldn't that be better off in the health service? Things like that. People look at that and say, yeah, well, that means we have to vote to get out of Europe. Yeah, and they did. But, but there was no... But the, It was a meaningless message, and it was even more meaningless than on than on first sight, because no money... Uh, went into the National Health Service, of course, but
1: it's been decimated
0: but, in the last but four man, years. Yes, yes, so there's no money going into it, and spending any money on, on immigrants had nothing to do with being part of Europe. Anyway, immigrants and and, 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 lanes. and that incredible poster that I saw of all these, poor bloody refugees. Swarming across, I think it was Hungary, and yeah. they've come through. And yeah. there's looks, and there's hundreds of them. Yeah. All pay- and of course the cameras. There's a photo taken from the front there, and you see them, and they sort of fade off into the distance, and the crowd gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's all these <coughs> poor people surging towards yeah. you, straight into the camera, and that bloke with the. Blonde hair, the buff head, saying we have to get out of Europe now and stop this, and that had nothing to do. And people looked at that and thought, "Duh! If I don't vote Brexit, all these people are going to come here and take my English way of life, and take it? take my jobs a, and my
1: wife." A, a few days ago, we were up at um the Hume Weir. Look at the Hume Weir, and then went to Bonneville Migrant Camp. Oh yes, and um, that's an amazing place. It's fascinating. Yes, it is. But
0: but <coughs> I've um. You know, I, I must confess that I haven't
1: been there, and well, I should. we were there Tuesday. That's a gold coin Mission? Uh, they've retained what they call Block 19. Block 19. Which is part of the Bonnegilla camp. There was over 300,000 immigrants between the late 1940s and early 1970s, time in Bonnegilla.
0: My, well, refugees, a lot of them. That's they right. were refugees.
1: Yep. And who built the Snow Mountain Scheme? That's Who built called, the Bloody Commission? Refugees
0: in Bonnegilla.
1: That's right. They went from there to the Snowies on the HEC. So all along the electrification of northern Victoria and southern New South Wales has been migrant workers. The some ones you want to keep out of our country or put up a wall against, you know?
0: I should get go up to Bonnegilla and have a look. There's talk. There's a lot of talk uh, in USA about... Um, the camps where they put the people, the Americans uh, of Japanese d- yeah. D- d- yeah. D- 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 descent. And yes. um, but I thought we had this here, but it wasn't that Japanese descent. It was the migrants, the poor buggers who came from Italy, from the Mediterranean yeah. countries. And, of course, World War I was a good one. I remember reading a fascinating little account of these Secret Service people in Australia, whatever they are, ACO, ACIS they
1: yeah. weren't around then. They were formed in Well, whoever
0: they were, there was a secret group from Australian mm. police. Would it be
1: whoever uh, they Asia be. was formed, I think, oh, after the episode at Hewenden Station when someone threw an egg at Billy Hughes. Oh, dear. Was well, anyway, yeah. they, were following, they had
0: special police officers to, who were following these men in St Kilda, mm. these men with German names. Mm. Um, and they were fol- following them around because they mysteriously... Met without for no reason. They met every Friday evening for beer. Well, they were Jews. Ah, they were going to their church every Friday synagogue. evening. Synagogue, yes, and that's and you, they all lived, and that's why you they live in cer in areas together because you have to walk to yeah. your church or synagogue or temple. Well, synagogue is what it's called, isn't it? Yes. For the they had to people? walk there because. You don't drive or something because it's the Sabbath. Yeah. But they were, and they followed those men around for nearly a year and trying to listen to their conversation. They reckon they were speaking in German code and they were opening the gates to have Germans come in here and destroy Australia. Well,
1: my my great-grandfather jumped both just prior to World War I. He was incarcerated in World War I and the family story was was he was incarcerated he had a big picture of Dominic Mannix in his lounge room window and having a photo of Mannix had him locked up. Fair enough.
0: I'd, I'd, well, you would do if you were in the government, you saw somebody with a photograph of Daniel Mannix mm. in the window. You'd say, lock him up, lock him up. He must be mm. a bloody... He's red,
1: anti-war. It was a red rag when I He's an anti-war
0: bugger it. and we, we, we've got a war to run here. We can't have these people showing pictures of Daniel Mannix, for heaven's sake. But, mm. I, was only, and I was only speaking last evening talking about um, the Australian stock, as it were, and in 2001... Mm. Mm-hmm we still had that one-third of Australians. One-third of Australians had an Irish... Family connections like One third of them But what was also Quite startling to me When I found out That another third of them Had a German oh. Connection I got, I, got of, two, I got two thirds that, Yeah And the other third Were mixtures Of sort of <laughs> That's me And the other third Were mixtures You know From the islands Around Great Britain And from yeah, various parts part, stuff, Parts yeah. in, in, in Europe and I thought one third Germans. I thought, golly, you never hear much about one. You hear a lot about the one third of Australians with the Irish connection, and most of them in Victoria, which is probably why we're so advanced Victoria in law. Victoria
1: was the most Irish of the states, and the
0: most advanced legally and in terms.
1: Oh, look, Sir Reverend Barry wasn't a particularly nice person, but he had a great legal mind. He was, look, he was horrible in stuff like the Kelly Troll. Great legal and minds Eureka. in Victoria from hmm. the
0: Irish, but then in the one third of German, I thought, I wonder what happened to all those Germans. I can't even remember. I can't remember many people with German names. Then I thought, apart from my aunt Hilda, who married that poor young man called Steinhauser, who became Stonehouse, and then at the age of sixteen he went away to the First World War. He joined up age sixteen.
1: Country boys, mm. bush boys—they yeah, can ride and it's shoot. Quite common, but Bonagulla, we were there. She went to the Hume Weir first in Bonagulla, and it's interesting. Just um, going to the cabins and the huts is the, and the display. So it's a gold coin mission, and it's a great memory. that Australia was built on migrants. So, now, so how do you actually get there, Glenn? You you go to a donga. It's about ten k. East of Wodonga. So, is there a bus or something from Wodonga? I don't think so. No, I don't think so.
0: If anyone knows, you can, you can tell me this, because I wouldn't mind going there. Look, I've got my, my pensioner pass burning mm. in my pocket. I want to use it. I want to use it, which
1: is my rail pass. But we went up to Bonagula. We went up to Talangata, the old flooded city, the flooded town of Talangata. Which they, How do you pronounce it? I call it Talangata.
0: Yeah, funny that. That's, I was like Telangata. No, it's Telangata, but it's Kulangata, cool isn't um, it? What about Yakandanda? Yeah, it's pronounced Yak We spent
1: We're in Yak Yak's a lovely little town. Look, it's a lovely area around there. It's um lovely scene. It's in the high country. Yeah, but I want somewhere to go that's on public transport, like the rails. Well, That's what? not
0: that I, can, that I can access Well, maybe if I
1: was it. you, I'd email Bonagula and say, okay, I'm a PT user. How can I PT from Melbourne to Bonagula? I'm
0: sure they'd say you'd catch the train to Wodonga.
1: Been haggard from there. That's the, that's the paradox. There must be a but, bus. Mm.
0: So what's between Wodonga and Bonegilla? There must be a town along the way. Uh, no, no.
1: Wodonga's huge now. Wodonga's enormous. It just yes, spreads out. It's all out. very Wodonga. Even the Wodonga side's enormous. It spreads so far out. It's just it has grown a lot since I was a kid. Last forty years, it's grown enormously. So you're about I don't know, seven, eight k on the east. You go out east of town. You turn east. The, yeah. You're heading out towards Talangata and Coriong. Yeah. Head out there. And you go a few 7k out and you turn left, about half k down the well, road right is No, you're telling me that I'm not driving. Mm. Well, just past Bolligillas sure. is the Hume Weir. And again, and uh, we were also up in Mount Beauty. Um, you beauty. Uh, you. We went past Mount Beauty to, to, to Bogong High Plains, where the HEC used to be, the Hydro Electrical Commission. And who sold that off? Mr. Kennett, And there's a lovely little holiday village here, which is set up by the HEC for its workers. And Mr. Kennett sold all those things off, you know. I mean, These are all the sort of things that have been gone with privatisation. So not good privatisation.
0: So so, so yes. he
1: i sorry, can you tell me what it was he sold then again? He sold the SEC and the HEC. The HEC was a hydroelectricity commission that set about using the waters from the high country to help power electricity. He had the coal mines in Gippsland and the water up in the, in the high country, in the HEC, around Gong. Be- Mount, sorry, Mount Beauty, the Bogan High Plains, Dead those areas. It was all privatized. All those jobs disappeared from the HEC and the SEC. I think AGL owns what's left of it now.
0: Who
1: owns it? AGL. Sorry, who? AGL. Oh, AGL. Yeah. Who's AGL? One of those big multinational power corporations.
0: My power comes um, from Texas. Oh, Um, Alphabet Company in Texas. um, We're
1: probably the same. AGR, United Energy. No, Jeff Kennett. Well, he's the man who privatised it all. He did all these sort of things, you know. Anyway, look, speaking on a more positive note, next Friday, my dear, it's 100 years since the first plebiscite on conscription. 100 years next Friday. got to the
0: actual date.
1: It is. Now, there's there's a. I'll be talking next Friday morning here on your show about. The plebiscite. That evening at 6pm at the Brunswick Library, Emeritus Professor Michael Hamel-Green is speaking on conscription in Australia. If you would Well, like he to go. Should, he's had first-hand experience of it. He has had. If you'd like to go hear Michael speak, it's at the Project Library from 6pm. There's Eventbrite tickets, which are required also. Oh, do yeah, you, have, do you have, to,
0: do we have to use that dreadful bloody place?
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I, I thought I was just
0: a couple But bases. You should th- have asked me. Oh, look, I would have s- set up a very simple system for you to use. Uh, to s- I, I didn't organise it. <laughs> for, well, you should have mentioned it was organised and get on to me, and I would set them okay. up. I, look, I've set up a number of very easy ticketing systems on people website oh, well, so they don't have to use this event. right and pay money.
1: Anyway, well, we're not paying money. We obviously the organisation is. We're not to get in there. So it's next six pm yeah, next Friday at, at the Brunswick Library, mm. and that's Michael, emeritus professor, Michael Hamble Green, speaking. And on Tuesday, which is the twenty fifth of October, which is the thirty third anniversary of the Grenada invasion, Neil Cole's new play, Nineteen Sixteen, is coming out at the Mechanics Institute in Brunswick. It's about um, Adela Pankhurst and Vida Goldstein mm. and the fighting conscription. So next Tuesday is the release of Neil Cole's new planet campaign. And Friday's Michael's talk. The so next week's a big week for those involved in opposing conscription in Australia.
0: Yes, it sounds like it sounds terrific.
1: All of this does. Mm. All of this does. It's more activities planned, but a big it's a big poster drive with raised money, the placard bronze posters posters and World of One Vintage about anti conscription. There'll be activities in January to do with Archbishop Mannix's first mention of a great trade war. So lots more. So anyway, if you'd like to know more, mm. go on to Facebook and look for the Brunswick Coburg anti Conscription Campaign. To Facebook, yeah, they've got a Facebook page. I've got a web page, they've got a Facebook page.
0: Oh, that's why they're using a paying agency so, yeah, so to um, sell tickets. So, e- even if tickets are free, you have to pay okay. to use that, that system. But this oh, Facebook well, there, page. You go. there you go. There you and go. What's and what's the go. Facebook
1: page called? Yeah, I need you to test me. It's the <laughs> Brunswick Coburg Anti Conscription Centenary Commemorative Committee. I just call it BCAC. Facebook know.
0: for BCAC.
1: But anyway, we're involved. So, yeah, Tuesday's Neil's play launch at the Mechanics Institute in Brunswick. And Friday is Emeritus Professor Michael Hamill speaking on conscription. He will start speaking at 6 pm, and that's the Brunswick Library, adjacent to Brunswick Town Hall. Be there or miss out. How's that sound? It didn't rhyme. Well, I didn't have to rhyme. I'm people to be there. I'm able to pretend. Not be there or,
0: or, or miss out. That didn't yeah, rhyme. But be
1: or be square is not really pertinent.
0: You, you, who, That's, I knew there was a rhyme. But in
1: 1960, who would have said be square? You never know. Okay, either. I would have said let's be fair. Be there. I like that. So do but,
0: I. Let's be fair. On that note, be there. And. and and on that note, which was not a high sea, we don't have mutiny on the high seas okay, here well, in Three CR in our landlocked little studio.
1: I'll use the language of um, Archbishop Daniel Mannix, and I'll say Chocular. Chocular.
0: Well, that was very strange. I'm sorry about that, listener. That see, this is why we need you to pay up those pledges you promised during the radiothon. Our uh, little DVD player just suddenly. Died uh, And it died a grisly death, I must tell you. The way it just clonked out there before I even had time to say good morning to Irene and to the Bagman. Good morning, Irene. Good morning, Bagman. Good, good morning, morning Susan. Ms. Good morning, Susanna. Irene. Susanna.
2: Good morning, Miss Susanna you know?
0: Duffy. I backed a
3: horse called Captain Duffy. Did you? Did Yesterday, we... paid $21. Oh. I think it was, what's today? Friday. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah. Captain Duffy, $21. I had to have five bob each way on that. Oh, well, I would have if I'd
0: seen it. I should have told you. Yes, yes, you should have have told me. You should have told me. Sorry, listen, I'm just passing around some fan mail. Anyway,
3: good to see this uh, this week, Susan. The building unions have slapped the construction ban... On the site of an historic Carlton pub, which was illegally pulled down, demolished over last weekend. Now, Lincoln Inn, I think it goes by a different name these days, but I used to drink there quite often. When Not I the was, Lincoln uh, Inn, is it? No, no. Uh,
0: no, yeah. it, whatever it was, it was in Leicester Street.
3: That's right, yeah. Yeah, I remember that it. Whenever I was kicked out of the John Curtain or Did the Lincoln the- Hotel, I'd go around the corner uh, to the Lincoln. But uh, these uh, cowboy developers have moved in and despite uh, not having permits to pull the building down and uh, exposing everybody to asbestos, which was in the building, um, you know, you're lucky you have unions. You're lucky you have unions like the CFMEU. We no. bloody
0: hell, we are lucky. Yes. And did you see that there's asbestos on that site? Exactly. So they pull this bloody site down. Listen, listen, if you live anywhere near there, within like a five mile radius, mm. get yourself into hospital <clears> and well, get yourself checked. Yes, It'll very big wind. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, I'm, at the moment, I'm having my background checked to see if I've come into contact with asbestos in my childhood. So apparently, there are people presenting with early signs of. Well, trouble from asbestos, that we could have come across it in, in our childhood. And un- and I think we all did chucking balls at the shed wall and all the dust flying off. That's right. We had sheds made of asbestos, big mm. sheets of asbestos. Oh, yeah, it was everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. But anyway, that's <coughs> asbestos on that side. And do you see, they, was, they were hit with a, a $180,000 fine. Oh, Is that all? It, they'll, they'll no. like, that'd be lunch. Be like, but that's uh, not the final thing, That was it? Doyle's fine for them, but there have been appeals oh, made and now that's looks ridiculous. like we're paying more, but I reckon they should just clean it up and leave it as a nice little park.
3: Exactly, make sure that they don't build anything. They don't build it. anything or there. The,
0: um, or re- rebuild the same sort of pub.
3: No, it'd be impossible to do that, I think, um, so just leave it vacant. Uh, and you know, a eighty so. thousand dollars would be like getting slapped around the lunch. ankles with a wet tramp. I can't together. believe that that's it's like all. In lunch. London. No, I think that's the fine that's, that
2: that's could be the imposed final thing. on them. Yeah, no. I don't think yeah. that's the final thing. They're talking yeah. um, a lot more than that. There
0: was a pub in <clears> London, and golly gosh, I forget the name, but it was an historic pub. It was a seventeenth century pub, of course, had listed on the register. And uh, some more, and some cowboys, very similar to the cowboys here, mm. actually pulled it down um, one Sunday, mm. demolished it, and no one sort of realised until the Monday when they said, "So you, you have no, you know, you couldn't have done." Oh, we didn't know. They said we didn't mm. know. We were yeah. just told to knock it down to build these <coughs> flats, and they have been ordered to rebuild it. They're still in mm. the process of rebuilding. It's been two years because they have to replace it, brick. brick. By mm-hmm. brick, and they are have, having to have bricks handmade, as was in the original puppet. So they're making hat, you know. Well, it's going to cost them a hell of a lot more than they uh, expected. Well, the
3: bricks maybe should be uh, made by the original brickmakers.
0: Think about that. I'm sure there are people who make bricks in Melbourne. Mm. There would be, and and I don't mean those friends of mine who moved into mud brick homes. I mean bricks. There were plenty, uh, that site that, um, John Elliot, Elliot, owned, was it uh, in, in the old brewery? Um, in Paran? No, no uh, in was Carlton. IHL. In Carlton. In Carlton. Elliot, was it in Carlton? Uh, just down from the Comrades Bar, there's a huge, big site. There it was a beautiful old. Oh, you used to work there beautiful bluestone yeah. stuff, that was knocked down. It's still sitting there as bluestone walls. They've got arrows in them. Oh. There are arrows chipped into those... Made by convicts. Built by convicts. Golly. And they had the bloody gall. He had the gall to pull that down without any,
3: you know... But these people were actually stopped... Um, by work uh, safe and given a um a stop order and they came back the next day and done the same thing again, but the workers there obviously would have known um but they were being exposed to asbestos by yeah. their boss and and they were too scared to speak up too scared to speak up, not like um building workers that are members of the c f m e u anyway. Guess what it is, what? Our in Council election time. Oh, no. Tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, tomorrow? Yes. I'm and handing
2: it... out some how to vote cards. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh. Well,
3: if you're ever wanting to get into a bloodthirsty sport, um, council council <laughs> elections are the best ones of the lot. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for a now, fight. Now, I reckon vote early, vote often. Now, I can say that. Um, it might be against the law, and that's why you're sitting beside me here, Irene. Uh, but I say vote early, vote often, because more than 18,000 people have been asked to explain why they apparently voted more than once at a federal election. Um, despite every fines and the risk of jail, uh, time for multiple voting, two people were marked off the electoral roll two times on July the 2nd. Eleven times. 11. No, yeah, 11 I was going time. to say two. But can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine going up and wanting to vote eleven times? Well, and they must be running around from
0: different plate to different places. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you go. There's,
3: there's a queue that's a mile long. Yeah. Um, so so these, the time
0: you're in there queue, you missed that on the sausages. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. But yeah,
2: because they'd had to have gone to eleven different polling booths.
3: Exactly.
2: And lined up. They must have started in the morning and they had done it all day. Must have
3: started very early in the morning. Anyway, um, eleven times two people, and guess what? No charges will be laid against them. So I can really? confidently say, vote early. Vote often. Yes. Vote as often as you want because the Electoral Commission won't do a thing about it. Have
2: I they already said that, that they're yep. not going to charge anybody? Yep, yep, yep. Well, me? bugger the no. Electoral
0: Commission. Last, last time we had two to- two two council voting times ago, I got whacked with a fine for not voting and I said... Bullshit, I voted <laughs> I've been voting since I was 21 I know in a vote, I don't miss on a vote And I remember the day and I had my grandson with me Blah 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 I, I had witnesses saying, I remember her being there She was complaining about missing out on the last sausage Again mm. So, But I voted, but they said no Your name hasn't been crossed off Well it's off.
2: obviously better if you vote 11 times rather than yeah. not voting so, Yeah. So <laughs> now encouraging people to vote more So now ten.
0: I know what to do Instead yeah. of having a $240 fine I, I could just go and vote eleven times and not get a fine at all. Yeah. No. That, well, that means that I can go and I could go over to Moreland no, and I can vote um, for Sue Bolton. I'm I can run over there and yeah. vote for Sue Bolton. Then I can run up to Darwin and vote uh, for Brian Sanahan. That's right. And
3: could. then
0: I can even head into Melbourne. I can vote for Phil Cleary, and then go to my own electorate and vote, of course, for Stephen Jolly. Yeah.
2: Yes, who I'm handing out how to vote cards And right.
3: according to the Electoral Office, despite nearly 8,000 cases of suspected voting fraud at the 2013 federal election, not a single person was prosecuted for multiple voting, including those who admitted casting a vote more than once. So there you go. You're free. That's <laughs> You're outrageous. outrageous. Well, it's casting that, your vote before swine, isn't it? That's right. You wonder how many people were sitting in the parliament at the moment yes, because someone voted eleven times yeah. for them. Uh,
0: yeah, and yeah, I wonder who they were. You know what side they were on. Well,
2: and there's some in there who are not on that many votes,
0: like seventy-seven.
3: <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, 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 I must admit, I'm still scratching my head and scratching my bum at the same time, and I can do that. I can chew gum and walk you. at the same time. I've seen you your um, We talk you. about Kimberly Kitchen, oh. uh, who has just been appointed uh, as the Labor Party uh, senator to fill... Yes, uh, and
2: appointed is probably the correct word. Well, yeah. Um, you mentioned something about...
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, even uh, the late Joan Kerner, former <laughs> Labor Premier... An ardent feminist couldn't untangle the personal and political, and she opposed Kitching's bid for a western suburb seat in 2013. Now, take into account here, Irene, yes. the Royal Commission into trade unions has recommended that charges be laid against Kimberly Kitching. Are you
2: giving it legitimacy? Yes. The Royal Commission against trade unions.
3: Ah, uh, well. No, the Royal Commission actually caught some people that were up to some shonky things and it brought out uh, deals like the uh, Shop Assistance Union and whatever. But the Royal Commission has suggested that charges be laid against Kimberly Kitching and, uh, and also um, Diane Asmar. And in the meantime, the Labor Party um, appoints her or um, uh, pre-selects her um, to go into the federal parliament. You know why. Why?
2: Well, because the dear dear leader wanted her to uh, be pre-selected. And I know why. Well, apparently we know know why people get there, yes. Oh, yes. Is this something
0: (laughs) you can say on the because Because they know (laughs) something. They know where the body's buried. Yeah,
3: that's right. And
0: that's why they get these jobs, because they look at that bloody Amanda Flintstone. What's her name? Amanda Flintstone? Uh, Vanstone. Look oh, Vanstone. the Flintstone. Remember that nice job? Bluntstone. Amanda Blunstone. <laughs> Remember, you know, she got a nice job as ambassador in Rome, where all the Italians laughed at her by taking every photograph possible of, of her eating. They thought it was very funny, watching her shove pasta down her her rather large neck, but she got that job because she knew where the body was buried. Mm, mm. Vincent Gare knew where her body was buried. That's where he ended up in Ireland, for heaven's sake. And I'd still like to know about um, why Peter Reith got away with all his stuff because they know where bodies are buried. Mm. Now, we're not going to tell you where the body is buried that Kimberly Kitchen knows about, but just be aware. I can't say it on air. I mean, I've been sworn... To secrecy and Irene has told me that uh, I'm not to say dang.
3: that. Uh, you can say allegedly, um, no, but anyway, I can't in, even say allegedly. in 2012, no, Kitching well. was one of the Motley Collection, including branch stackers and spivs that won power at the branch <laughs> after Bill Shorten, <laughs> as workplace <laughs> Please, minister, put and it into them. No, well, Kimberly Kitching spivs. was working at. The Health Workers Union or the HSU, when Bill Shorten placed the union in administration because it was all the shonky deals that was being done, and now we find that uh, uh, Bill Shorten uh, has apparently um, anointed he uh, Kimberley Kitching uh, to the, a vacant um, centre position.
0: But so, he owes. You know, that. You, you know how it works, Bagman.
3: Well, apparently, apparently... Um, Kimberly Kitching's partner, um, Andrew Slandier. Is and he
0: back in Australia? Yeah, yeah he <laughs> Back
3: from Costa Rica. <laughs> uh, apparently him and Shorten go back even further as yes. part of the Labor right. Gang of four, they used to call them, they uh, as they yes. were sometimes known, which also included Federal Ministers David Feeney and Richard Marles. There well, you go. There you go. <laughs> Enough said. I can go back to scratching me bum and... Scratching yes. me head at the same time. Say no more.
2: <laughs> it's, uh, yes, well, it's...
0: I'm sorry, What can mate. one
2: say? I mean, look, it, 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 it just infuriates me. Well, people, people so should ridiculous. be
3: putting pressure on Fair Work Australia um, who, have, uh, um, who are considering charging kitchen and asthma to make sure that they go ahead with the, uh, with the charges as was found in the Royal Commission. Yeah, well, I bet they do it to everyone else.
2: It depends on what they're capable of charging Kitching with, though. Well... They're that, alleging she filled out forms... Yeah, uh, for, for that other people. Is the only allegation?
3: Yes.
0: Mm. Well, it's, it's illegal. It's illegal. Yes. She committed yes. fraud. Well... Yes, forgery into a context of how that,
3: that was a well, yes, thing I was thinking it. about. Fraud's <laughs> yeah. a different thing. Like you other see Next door to me.
0: Look, look. <laughs> if someone—not that I know anyone—but I have heard vaguely that one or two people have done this. When you have to fill out ten jobs or something, ten job interviews you've attended or ten jobs you've approached uh, to get your two hundred and forty dollars a week from New Start from, from the from the doll. And some people are driven to such desperate uh, things that they make up job interviews. Go on. Get too early Go them. on. Some, I'm told some of them just open the age or wherever well, the well, hell I'd it is. I'd say that probably and if there's most of the <laughs> Well, I don't know, but I have. How are you
2: going to come up with no, doing that? You know? but I have you heard that one or two Ridiculous. have done that. Yeah. Now,
0: that's fraud. Yeah. And what happens to them? Yeah. Down yeah. the clink. That's yeah. right.
3: They'd still be trying to raise your bail, and but anyway, six, yeah. I, I'm looking at a fantastic photograph of uh, Kimboy Kitching alongside that other Jungles. well-known crook, Cathy uh, Jackson, at uh, the
2: races. At the all races, all dressed up, all dressed, all dressed up with nowhere to go, little drinky wings. Uh, I know, and you know, I just think it's so sad what's happened to the Labour Party. Frankly, yeah, exactly. mm. it it just
3: we're disappointed, uh, aren't we, I, Susan? I used to be a member of the Labour
2: Party back in the seventies.
3: People have, actually, for me, yeah, people have actually written to me and saying that they're thinking about giving up their membership of the Labor Party and two um, uh, lifetime members um, uh, suggested the same thing um, but they couldn't give up their membership because of the lifetime membership.
2: It's become a play, just a play thing, particularly yeah. of the right wing. You see, the right wing of... of uh, have really pretty much taken over. They've got more power than any of the left have now because the left sort of split up into, particularly in Victoria, I, I was yeah. there when it split, and it split up into these little factions, yeah. factions, sub-factions, and, uh, and one of the uh, sub-factions started to do deals with the right and uh, since then, from then on, the right have just had uh, total control. Dirty
0: deals done dirt cheap. Yes. I was just going to say that lovely photograph you're looking at. Looking yes. at. You want it back? No, it was sent <laughs> to She's us. To it was her. sent to us by a listener. Oh yes. A yes. uh, thank uh, you so much. It was, you sent, made me it was sent by a weary, worn out old boilermaker. Yes. Uh, well, from many Ponds. Yes. Boilermaker. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you.
2: Uh, I can see why you're weary and worn out just yeah. looking at that. It's just I, made me. I would be. I would, be, vomit, I would be
3: encouraging people to ring Fair Work Australia <laughs> and contact the Royal Commission and say, <laughs> "What's going on? Um, here's a person that you've suggested should be charged with forgery.
0: Well, Has they've she they've
3: been yeah. bumped into Parliament? Do something about it."
0: Oh, what are you doing? I oh, I what are you doing? It's hard about to know it. what to ask. Yeah. Isn't? You're looking at someone uh, who's about to post. A birthday card to Peter Dutton.
3: Who? who?
2: Me. Are what? you? Why? Oh, Pete.
3: Oh,
0: piss When's his Pete. birthday? Uh, the 13th of November. Oh. But to send a, a card and say, oh. I, you know, do it with, you know, with sort of humility, saying, dear, Mr Dutton, hope you have a nice birthday. Pity that the people who, who are, you know, languishing in the, the cells on matters, etc., and you send a message about the thing there. That's well,
2: all. Who ah. won't take any notice? He doesn't care. No, he's too dumb. He's, he's the thickest-skinned dumbest. Yeah. Uh,
3: he's a true liberal. A these true are the grandmothers liberal. against you know, yes. the um, refugee. Um, I got a, uh, got a photo on Facebook um, and, uh, from a couple of people who crashed the annual security awards to highlight Wilson Security Unforgivable Involvement in Offshore Detention. They actually got onto the stage and uh, they presented Wilson Security, um, uh, uh, an award for the excellence in human rights abuse. Very Uh, good, and what did they give them? Good on them. should be more people like that. Yes, yes. Not Wilson Security. No. People
2: who, who presented the award?
3: No, they they presented. It was a fake award.
2: Yes, but who's but they? Who, who's,
0: who are the people oh, who crashed? You're
2: talking about they. Oh, there's know, a couple the of people? names
3: here. I oh. think um, Bridget and Ruby.
0: Oh, good on you, Bridget, good on and, Bridget Ruby. and Ruby. go. Good yeah. on you, Bridget what? and Ruby. And here's something for you, Bridget and Ruby, because Irene is going to give you the message about the tool of the week.
2: Oh, yeah. oh well, you have see, you got one? Well, I've been tossing up because I—that's oh, it, the
3: problem. You're talking about tools and tossing, <laughs> tossing, up, tossing up, not tossing but the off. The thing is,
2: it's—it's it's like I could keep giving it to the same one, all the time, and uh, it could either be between the Attorney General and uh, and Mr. Dutton. Uh, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether you've got anybody who's no. more deserving this this week. No. Um, um, I've been racking my brains, but I think the Attorney General, uh, with his dogged, dogged <laughs> insistence, uh, and and his ability to to stonewall everything in terms of what he's doing with the uh, with uh, Mr Gleeson, who is the um, I'm going arm um a lot. Sorry, sorry. Solicitor General. Solicitor
3: General. Uh, and his, he's one of your mob. Hey? He's one of your mob She's not a solicitor general No, but she's She a, should be She's in a caper I could be But Remember they wouldn't last year but we actually uh, wanted to run her for the president of the uh, Collingwood Football Club, didn't we? Oh Well look, you know,
2: I, I must say this uh, I did go and see, I did go and have a little discussion with um, a certain official at the Collingwood Football Club
3: Oh, Eddie About it?
2: No, it wasn't Eddie, it was the next one and uh, mm. I must say I was very disappointed because I was given a bit of a talk about how they needed people on their, on the – this wasn't last year, this was a few years, about four years ago now – how they want, needed people who could make mon- bring money into the club.
3: That's all that matters. And
2: it wasn't going to be me. Mm. Uh, I was putting myself forward as a pretty basic Collingwood supporter – who spent a lot of time in the outer, but then became a member, but uh, has always stood around with uh, yakking away to all the ordinary old Collingwood supporters, mm. not sitting up in any special part. And um, so, I was very disappointed in uh, in that response from Collingwood mm. uh, that uh, they like they want, need people on the board who
3: can Make bring bunny. in money.
2: I have thought again about running uh, again yep. uh, on a people's ticket.
3: Well um, be 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 afraid, Eddie. Be very afraid. Because You even named your dog after him, Mr Maguire, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it be Mr. <laughs> but um, No, I didn't burden the poor dog with something like that. Look, I don't mind I don't mind Eddie. He's a very personable person and he's done a lot of things for Collingwood pulled it out of the mire when he took over but I do think it's gone too far. In terms of now if you go, um, if you go to after the game, if you want to go, you used to be able to go upstairs at the Collingwood Football Club and play a song out and everybody, had, yeah, and yeah. we'd all have a chat and yeah. you could afford it um, because they were running it. Now you've got to go down to the where they are down at the old... Um, where it was. There's a tennis centre somewhere, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's down there where where the old remember the swimming swimming centre used to be there, and then it became the a, a concert centre or something. That's What's right. it called they're down there? Basketball. Centre, anyway, they've ta- yeah. yeah, they're down there, but it's become very. There's a big room, and you go in, and everybody just mills around. You and pay you your see, money. You, you don't. And, then you play, go in. and you pay a lot for your drinks, and you don't see very many players very closely at all. And so it's become very removed. You don't get that old
0: sense of um, camaraderie that we used to have. Not like the old days when I used to jump over the fence.
3: I used to jump over the fence of the Arden Street when I was still thirty-five because I got so used to it. Because I lived across the road uh, yeah, it was in going to know, but you Street,
0: you I, I didn't realise there was another way in. I just couldn't. No, no I
3: used no. to jump over the fence of the swimming pool and then over into Arden Street. I, used to I just to never got out of the habit.
2: Beer can. I used to have to stand on the old beer, old beer cans, the ones before they used to crumple. Remember those? Beer yeah, ones? the big steel hard, one, hardy yeah, ones, hardy yeah. ones. I used to stand on those in the outer because so I was so short. To <laughs> and I used to. Poke people with my umbrella if they stood in front of me. Oh, I and, think I've uh, met
3: you before. <laughs> I remember getting hit over the head <laughs> by an old lady uh, many years ago. Well,
0: I wasn't old many years ago, and Is I it she wasn't <laughs> an old lady then. <laughs> and she's not an old lady now, baby. No, yeah, right. mind you, right. I'll be seventy-three on
2: Tuesday. So seventy-three. Yes, not out. Seventy-three, not out. That's,
3: That's pretty still good. Going.
2: Oh. Yes. It is pretty good. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, well... It I is. didn't expect to get to this point.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're all hanging, by, uh, hanging in there by the skin our, of our teeth. toenails, yes. By our toenails. Yes, yes. Uh, but, and we've, uh, we've had some medical problems, all of us. We all have. In the last uh, yeah. two years or so.
0: Yes, one of the fan mail letters I looked at this morning was addressed to all of us and said, I hope you've all recovered from <laughs> from your ailments. <laughs> we and have. And I thought, gosh, it is, it's all of us, isn't it? Yes, we're all so I these what, days. i
3: tell you what, um, get, getting off the subject altogether, um, I went to a fantastic uh, theatrical performance last night of Matilda, the musical. It oh, yes. was absolutely yes. fabulous. And what a, what a show of talent of those young people um, who we uh, were in the program. It was absolutely fantastic. Up, We were up there in the bleachers, um, up there in the finger stools, um, and uh, it was a great show. I really yes. enjoyed well, it. I recommend it.
2: Now you've said that, I must uh, 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 tell people, Neil Cole, and you may know Neil yes. Cole, Hi, yes. he's got a new play starting at on, Brunswick. On
0: your birthday, I believe.
2: Yes, and I've bought a ticket to go on my birthday. Uh, and it's about...
0: Um, <laughs> oh dear me. It's about.
2: Is somebody shouting at someone. Well, yeah, someone there's um, a
0: fight or something outside, listener. Someone goes, has, hasn't paid their dues. Uh, uh,
2: it, it goes back to um, Susanna, you know.
3: Shh. <laughs> mm. Um, it's all right.
2: It's
0: all right. It's calmed down.
2: You know what? It, have you seen? The, have you seen what it's about?
3: No. What's it's, the program called? It's about it conscription,
0: Anti-conscription. Anti-conscription thing. Oh anti- yes. anti- It's got Biden goals there. Yeah. It, ah.
2: Yeah. It sounds fabulous. Well, it's not her actually. And it's supposed it? to be. And no. it's got a choir singing. And where's it and on? on? It's on at uh, the Mechanics, Mechanics Institute. Mechanics
3: Institute in Sydney Road yes. in Brunswick.
2: Get tickets. I'm going Tuesday night.
3: Oh. Do I have to share a theatre with you. Yes. All right. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're such a sweetheart, oh, bagman. Uh, he was winking when he said that. I get it. <laughs> no. I, I, I he see, winked I at see her. you reading.
3: Nice. I see you reading the fan mail before, and uh, it was a lovely description of me by uh, one of it. the people. It,
0: it fitted but you too. We, we, t- we're not going to read it. We're out. not
3: going to read it. There.
0: Oh God. <laughs> no. No.
2: No. No. I, like no, the bit I about don't it. The face it. You've got.
3: He's one of no, those. Don't encourage. He's one of those supporters of. United uh, Patriots front, and then yeah, the so whacker. you can understand
0: what and it was. <laughs> right, <laughs> okay, okay. Yes.
3: Look, it's nine fifty-nine. You've it been is. listening to Left no, After no. Breakfast,
2: beating at the door. Oh yeah. no, he's in. And
3: Let's he's... go out in the same old way. <laughs> Why not? Dare to struggle. <laughs> Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from Left After Breakfast.